Welcome to PodX Health, where we discuss the happenings in health. I'm today's host, Yanzhou, and I'm accompanied by our guest, Paige Jump. Thank you for joining us today, and let's put the X Factor back in health. To start off, Paige, would you like to introduce yourself, like your research interest, your journey to your current field, and perhaps your future career plan? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Paige, and I'm a six-year PhD student in biology uh, at UCLA. And my dissertation research is on epigenetics, and particularly um, how it's uh, changed over the evolutionary history of animals. So the um, study species I'm working on right now is uh, a jellyfish, actually, um, the, the moon jelly, which is, I think, pretty common uh, if you go to an aquarium, like most aquariums would have moon jellies. Um, how I got into this research field, uh, well, to be honest, um, this is not what I had in mind when I got into grad school. Uh, when I entered, when I first got into the program, my advisor happened to have this set of data uh, on DNA isolation, which I can talk about uh, in a little bit. And he was just like, why don't you take a look at this? <laughs> so that's how I got into it. Um, but then, you know, after doing a little bit of research, I got really fascinated. Um, my career goal, um, I've gone back and forth on this, but right now I'm thinking about getting into tech transfer after graduation uh, and basically working with researchers on their new um, inventions and stuff and, you know, uh, helping them with, uh, for example, uh, applying for patents and um, marketing strategies and all that. Thank you so much for the great introduction. Um, so many of us have probably heard about genetics, but the term epigenetics may sound relatively new to us. So uh, Paige, would you like to kind of give us some general background information on epigenetics? For example, what does this field study and how is it different from genetics? Yeah, um, so well, epigenetics, Epigenetics is uh, a relatively new field of study, um, and quite literally, epigenetics means, uh, well, the root of the word, you know, epi means above or beyond, um, so it means above genetics, and um, it, it's basically a, an umbrella term for a lot of different things, uh, but they're all modifications that can happen on the genome. Um, and these modifications, they don't change the genetic information, but uh, what they do is they change how the genome is interpreted, basically. So we all know that, or the central dogma, right? The DNA is transcribed into RNA and RNA is translated into protein. So that's how you can express a gene. Um, epigenetics is uh, epigenetics comes into both of those steps. So it changes how whether or not a gene is expressed and how much it is expressed. So it's really essential uh, if you think about you know you have different tissues, different cell types, but they all have the same genome, um, and that's because uh, they have different epigenetics that change. Uh, the way the genes are expressed in those different cell types. 
Um, and uh, one, one example of epigenetics, like I said, there are many, many different things um, that uh, make up your epigenome. Uh, but one example is DNA methylation. So that's an addition of uh, a methyl group to, uh, well, in humans, uh, almost, exclu almost exclusively just on the cytosines of the genome. So that's one example of epigenetics. Um, so now, since we kind of talk about like the specific examples in uh, epigenetics, how do you think um, this field, epigenetics, can play a role in affecting people's health? So, and are there any like specific examples, like how maybe like, as you just said, like the DNA methylation, is it related to people's health or maybe uh, certain types of methylation at like certain genes or like certain part of the DNA can uh, increase the risk uh, of certain diseases. So yeah, is that true or any specific examples on that? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, so we, we all know there are genetic uh, diseases, right? So those are the, the things that have a genetic uh, makeup. Um, I think the research is just starting to show that um, aside from genetics, um, epigenetics also has a great uh, role in affecting people's health. Um, so for example, um, well, there are many examples, but one would be if you look at the DNA methylation patterns of a uh, of cancer cells, they are really really weird and very different from uh, like the normal tissue, uh, whatever the tissue they're coming from. Um, it's not quite clear if that is the cause of the cancer or if that's the result or a side effect of the cancer, but. The correlation is pretty clear, and one uh, one possible application of that is you can use the DNA methylation pattern as a diagnostic tool for for cancer, right? So before um, the cancer gets really uh, out of control, you can sequence the DNA methylation, um, and uh, you know you might be able to tell, oh yeah, okay, so these these cells might be becoming um, cancerous. Um, so that's one example. Oh, another example, uh, which is one of my favorite examples, is um, so there is there's research that that shows that uh, so pregnant women's their health status, right, whatever it might be, or you know what kind of food they're eating, or what uh, environment uh, they're exposed to, um, that can really affect the in utero baby's health. For example, um, there was a, a pretty famous study uh, when the, the women, because there was a huge famine um, and uh, the babies were, um, uh, had a higher risk of diabetes because of uh, the, the mothers were exposed to, you know, a long period of, going without food and starving and all that. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, um, but like I said, I think a lot of the research is just starting to show correlation. Um, the, the exact causal mechanism is still being worked on. I see. 
Um, and actually that famine and diabetes example actually lead us to our next question. So we know that environmental inequalities such as unequal living conditions and uneven access to secure food has been a difficult social issue for a long time. Since environmental factors can affect one's epigenetic profile, do you think epigenetics is linked to health disparity through environmental inequality? Yeah, I, I think so. I think um, there, there could be many ways that um, the, your environmental exposures can affect your health through epigenetics, right? So um, it means it's kind of hard to change your genetic makeup, um, but epigenetic is very dynamic. And uh, for example, again, you know, with DNA methylation, you can add or remove the methyl marks um, depending on, uh, you know, what chemicals you're exposed to, or again, you know, what kind of foods you're consuming. Um, so yeah, and, and uh, like we mentioned earlier, um, you know, having different DNA methylation marks can really affect one's health. Um, so knowing that um, this epigenetics can be linked to um, health problems and also uh, health disparities, what can we do to prevent uh, the associated risk factors? And how could we use our knowledge of epigenetics to help alleviate health disparities? I think you previously you already mentioned uh, this can like epigenetics can help with the diagnosis of some diseases. Um, and maybe can you like elaborate a little bit more on that? Or maybe some other examples might better serve this. Um, yeah, that's a really good question. You mentioned environmental injustice. Um, so one example I I was just thinking of is um, food desert, right? So there are certain areas in the cities um, that don't have easy access to healthy food, um, you know, healthy food stores, and all they have is fast food. Um, and that's all uh, that the people eat. Um, so, and then, you know, of course that links to uh, bigger issues like uh, income inequalities and all that, right? So I, I think um, there are a lot of um, systemic bigger issues in the society that can contribute to um, environmental uh, injustice and then, you know, the epigenetics of the people and the, the health disparities. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't have a good answer to that, but I guess one, one thing is to, um, to raise awareness of how the environment can really um, very dramatically affect people's health, right? Another example that I, I just learned about last year actually is um, in downtown LA, um, there were, and not too long ago, we're talking about maybe 10 years ago, there were oil drilling sites right in the middle of downtown LA. And uh, the communities living there, they were having uh, some pretty um, nasty um, health consequences, right? So for example, the, the kids, they would have uh, really nasty uh, bleeding nose 
and uh, you know that just won't stop. And also, there were a lot of um, birth um, defects uh, in the area as well. And um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely didn't know about this until very recently. And I was like, how did I, how did I never hear about this, right? And it's just, it's really, is unbelievable to think about, um, like, you know, comparing that kind of environment to, uh, for example, where UCLA is situated, um, you know, Bel Air or Beverly Hills or Malibu or, um, you know, it, it's just, and we're not that far from downtown LA either. Um, so I think that's, that's kind of an extreme example of how the environments are, uh, can be so different within, you know, maybe 10 miles of each other and um, people suffering from uh, that kind of environmental injustice. Yeah, um, definitely that's really important uh, to be first be aware of this uh, environmental injustice and health disparity issues. And from there, we can move on to like further policy changing or um, like other things we can do to help improve the, the current situation. That's really important. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Um, uh, so yeah, that concludes our today's um, podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, Paige. Um, and we hope our listeners enjoy hearing about your field of study and its relation to our health. Great. Thank you for having me.